This is the ActiveX Back Show from Edinburgh, Scotland's vibrant capital. Hosted by award-winning registered osteopath, author and all-round pain guru, Gavin Routledge. If you want relief or prevention of lower back pain or sciatica, and you want to be healthier, keep listening. The following programme should not be taken as medical advice, but for informational purposes only. Friends, sufferers, fellow humans, welcome back to the ActiveX Backs Productions. Whether you're listening to this on the podcast or viewing it either on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, whichever platform you prefer. This episode is entitled Home Treatment of Lower Back Pain and Sciatica. Lots of you emailing in saying, yeah, but what can I do for myself? Well, you may have missed it, but that's what nearly all my content is about, how you can help yourselves. So point number one for home treatment for lower back pain and sciatica. I have a couple of do's and a couple of don'ts, but this first one is move often. It has to be point number one. Movement is absolutely essential to healing and it also settles your nervous system, just calms everything down. Now you may very well say, but it hurts when I move and I thought you said not to do things that hurt. That is true. So as you may well know, use it but don't abuse it is my maxim. However, there are probably many movements that you can still do that don't hurt. Now, you may be very focused on your lower back or your sciatic pain and be very aware of the things that seem to aggravate that. But what you're forgetting is there's probably a whole host of other movements that your body can still do. So do those. Yeah. So if you are incapacitated or seemingly incapacitated by pain, don't worry. If you're stuck lying on your back, Lightly brace, so it may be that you have to tighten your abdominal muscles a little bit, just tighten up a little bit, and then lift one leg up. So slide the foot up the floor towards your bottom, so still keeping the foot flat on the floor, and that's a movement. You've achieved a little bit of movement without increasing your pain. Maybe you can keep it there, maybe you can bend the other one up to join it. Maybe then you can move your knees very, very slight range of movement, maybe 10 degrees in either direction. A little oscillatory movement that I call the crucifix wobble. Maybe you can, in a lying position, raise one arm up above your head. Maybe you can do both. Maybe you can turn your head to one side, maybe back again. Any movement that doesn't hurt is a good thing. And you may well say, but Gavin, what has this got to do with my back? How is it going to help my lower back? Take it from me, movement is essential. It keeps your blood flowing, it settles your nervous system, reduces that kind of high state of alarm. If you're just lying there waiting for that next spasm of pain or gritting your teeth just trying to tolerate the pain that you have, then that's all you're focused on is just pain and the apprehension, the expectation of pain. That is not a good way to lead your life or indeed the next day or so. So focus on the things you can do and do them. Yeah. So maybe you're not that bad. Maybe you can walk. Maybe you can walk 100 yards, making you walk 400, 500 yards without increasing your pain. That is extremely valuable. So the first tip for home treatment for lower back pain or sciatica is to move often. Yeah? So don't just do it um, occasionally 
or just think that you can batch movement. So don't think, oh, I'm going to do my movement for the day. No, no, no. You should be moving very frequently, albeit depending on your pain levels. Remember, use it, but don't abuse it. You may be moving at very low intensity, very little effort, but frequently. Okay, so things like standing, wobbling your hips from side to side, the crucifix wobble that I described, even in a sitting position, wobbling from side to side, that is movement and it has value. So please, number one, move often. Okay, number two, and this is related to movement, so the number two thing for home treatment for lower back pain or sciatica is don't think that you have to stretch. It seems so common in our culture that, oh, I have a stiff, sore thing, therefore I should stretch it. Now, it may be stiff, it may be tight, or it may just be that you feel that way. So it isn't actually, so when, when people say to me, I'm stiff, as a clinician, I think reduced range of motion. Whereas often what you're describing to me is more of a sensation that, you feel limited in your range of motion, but perhaps you're not. Perhaps that's just your way of describing an ache, a discomfort. So feeling like you have to stretch is partly born of that sensation of feeling tight, but of course it's also in the culture. People are always telling you, oh, you have a sore back, you should stretch. You should get up in the morning and do some stretches. You should stretch after work. Now, maybe that is relevant for you, but for many of the people I see, stretching is definitely a bad idea. How can that be? What gives, Gavin? Well, if you have any degree of what we call instability or a little bit of laxity in one of the joints in your lower back, so you can imagine your back is made up of all these building blocks stacked on top of one another, there are joints between those blocks, the vertebrae to give them their proper term, and what can happen over time is that some of those joints get a bit stiffer and one or two of them overwork. They become slightly lax. Now, if you have that joint laxity and it can be very difficult for you to determine on your own, there are some tests that we can do in clinic. But if you have joint laxity, stretching is absolutely the wrong thing to be doing. It might feel nice at the time, but it's further destabilizing that joint. It's important to remember it's not, it's very rarely one thing, but if you do have an instability in one of the joints in your lower back, stretching it is almost certainly stopping you from getting better. So don't feel that you have to stretch. Yeah, that's tip number two for lower back pain and sciatica, self-treatment, home treatment. Uh, a little bit more on that. So how can you determine whether you do have instability? Well, if you do have instability, it's highly likely that your pain, you may get kind of spasms, gripping pain when you turn over in bed or when you try and get up out of a chair, get out of a car, any of these what we call complex um, movements where you're doing a number of different movements at once. If you get a kind of oh, gripping uh, spasm of pain across your lower back, it's very likely that you have instability. Now, you could have instability without those signs, but certainly if you do, it's very likely. And in that case, stretching is almost certainly a very bad idea. On the flip side of that, so can stretching be a good thing? Well, interestingly, looking at the research, there's very little evidence that stretching helps 
lower back pain or sciatica, particularly in the long term. So why does it feel good? So stretching often feels good, and I'm going to dive into the weeds of neuroscience here, but when you stretch, you stimulate what are called mechanoreceptors. And these are little nerve endings that respond to stretch and pressure. And when you stimulate those nerve endings, they send a message through those large, um, what we call myelinated, myelinated, can't even say it today, myelinated neurons. So the nerves take a message up towards the spinal cord. And at that point, because those neurons are firing, they effectively block the input from what we call nociceptors. Nociceptors you will probably refer to as pain-sensitive nerve endings. We hate that. So there's no such thing as pain nerves, but there are these nociceptors and they transmit their impulses into the spinal cord. And if you stimulate mechanoreceptors by stretching, for instance, or indeed any movement, then it will block the nociceptive input to some extent. So that's why stretching often feels good at the time. But if you have an instability, you could very well feel worse after having done it. Okay. So second thing for home treatment is don't think that you have to stretch. Third thing for home treatment for lower back pain and sciatica is do not use painkillers in order to do more of the things that would have hurt without the painkillers. Okay, now I've covered this many times in different formats before. I'm not saying that painkillers are always a bad thing. Particularly at night, if you are struggling to sleep, painkillers can be an absolute godsend. That's fine, but don't use painkillers in order to do more because remember the biological purpose of pain is an alarm system. It's there to tell you not to do something. So if you numb that alarm system with painkillers and then go on and do the things that would otherwise have been painful, you're possibly doing two things. One is that you're slowing down the rate of healing because remember the pain's there to tell you, oh, you're in danger of aggravating something. So you may slow up your rate of healing. And the other is that you may fundamentally prolong the whole process of recovery because you're masking the, the things that make it worse. You end up doing more of the things that make it worse. So now clearly that's very closely related to slowing up the rate of healing, but it's also a big, broad principle. So it's important to know what makes it sore. Don't just mask it with painkillers to do more. And that is tip number three for home treatment of lower back pain and sciatica. Don't use painkillers to do more. Okay, tip number four for home treatment for lower back pain or sciatica is use a massage ball. Now, you don't have to use a massage ball. You could use the corner of the wall, a door frame uh, to rub your back or sort of buttock muscle or whatever it may be. But, you know, hey, the massage ball is called that for a reason. It's probably going to be better than any item of furniture or the edge of a wall that you have. So use a ball, get into the sore bit. Now, if you've been for massage or you've been to see an osteopath, physio, chiro, whatever it may be, and they have perhaps um, pushed their thumb into an area of you or used an elbow sometimes. Sounds gruesome, doesn't it? But yeah, I do use the odd elbow. Uh, not normally the pointy sharp bit, but the flat of my elbow to work particularly into the kind of gluteal muscles, the buttock muscles. If you've had that before, 
think of that degree of pressure. Now, hopefully it's not from a sadistic practitioner, but someone who has your good health, uh, your best interests in mind. So you should be able to generate a similar degree of pressure using a massage ball and your own body weight yourself. So typically, and a, a good hunting ground for loosening off the lower back is to actually work on what we call the gluteal origins. So those buttock muscles right up at the top of the buttock, not down on the area that you would sit on, but higher up, up near what we call the iliac crest, which is your hip bone, that ridge of bone that runs from front to back. So just below that, you'll find these um, gluteal origins. And that's often a good area to work into with a massage ball. You may be able to do this lying on your back, you have to mess around with your knee bent up straight down. You may need to roll onto your side to get into this uh, group of muscle. But certainly using a massage ball to try and loosen. Um, yeah, okay, I, I know all the pain scientists will tell me, oh, it's not about loosening, but it feels like loosening, doesn't it? It feels good to work into those muscles. Coming back to point number two about don't stretching, actually what you're doing when you use the massage ball is you're stimulating those mechanoreceptors. Yeah, it's pressure. That pressure stimulating mechanoreceptors helps to reduce the nociceptive input so it feels better. Now, it's not necessarily going to be a long-lived thing, but that's okay. Remember, this is all about self-management, home treatment. What can you do to ease the pain? So using a massage ball to work into what feels like tense, achy muscles is helpful. But remember, so long as it doesn't actually cause you more pain. So stick to that, use it, but don't abuse it, Maxim. So if you're working in with a massage ball and you're thinking, oh, 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 that's really uncomfortable, or you're getting any of those kind of spasms of pain in your lower back, stop doing it, okay? Maybe you're doing it all wrongly, or maybe your back just is never going to like working with a massage ball. Don't do it if it hurts. But otherwise, use a massage ball for home or self-treatment of lower back pain and sciatica. Okay, last fifth tip for home treatment of lower back pain and sciatica is, and of course it's my number one tip, is get a great plan. Okay, now I hope you don't hear that voice in the background. I've been obviously talking too loudly and my Google Home has chipped in in the background asking if it can help me. So now I feel really conscious, I feel like I have to whisper. Anyway, she's gone away, so hopefully I can carry on uninterrupted by um, my Google Home in the background. So, a bit of advertising for Google. Get a great plan. Getting a great plan is the number one differentiator between just getting a bit better and getting a long-term solution. So we always ask people, are you looking for just relief or relief and prevention? because relief is the relatively easy bit and all the previous four points I've highlighted for you are predominantly about relief of lower back pain and sciatica. But if you want to do the prevention piece as well, you need a great plan. Now, I can help you there. So if you go to active-x.co.uk and look at the resources tab on the top on the menu, you will see under resources that we have a number of things that can help you to get a great plan. One of them is to use our chatbot. If you interact with a chatbot, 
it will fundamentally work out the kind of exercises that you need to do both for relief and prevention and then send you those resources or more well actually I used to do that I used to send you essentially an ebook of relevant content now it will point you at our online course so that's resource number two for getting a great plan we have an online course which will help you to work out the different exercises that are going to benefit you more than exercise um, advice and so on for relief and prevention. The other resource we have there is a free webinar and it's embedded right there on our website active-x.co.uk and that webinar will take you through building your own personalised plan for the relief and prevention of your lower back pain and sciatica. So that is perhaps the most important tip I can give you is that if you are doing home treatment then don't think that you have to do it on your own. Yeah, There is free specialist advice there on our website that will guide you to creating that great plan. There we have it, five tips for the home treatment of lower back pain and sciatica. Number one, move often. Number two, don't think you have to stretch. Number three, do not use painkillers in order to do more. Four, use a massage ball. And five, always, always get a great plan. Okay, look forward to seeing you and speaking to you, you listening to me, however you're consuming this, very soon. Thanks for listening to the ActiveX Backs show. If you found this helpful, please pass along our web address to your friends and colleagues, active-x.co.uk. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. If you have any questions related to lower back pain or sciatica, send them in and Gavin will aim to answer them in future episodes. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at ActiveX Backs.